Com's Jeff Cameron, managing editor Ira Chauffel, and senior writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV begins right now. That's that's thanks to Director Matthews. Had to scramble, but man. We were coming in hot. Coming in hot. He got it done. I'm proud of him. Very, very proud of him. I'm going to wait as he kind of grabs everything he needs and pulls everything up. We'll, we'll welcome. We'll get Corey in here. He's messing with his camera. I can see him over there. I think we're all good to go. Yeah, we're good to go. What's up, Corey? You can talk? No, no chance. No it's chance. Crazy. He's screwed. It's just you and I, buddy. That's cool. Why don't we That's say what, this? It's the way that people want it. What? He's coming in. We're getting him in a moment. Let's do the right thing. Yay, sausage! Register sausage. It's been a minute since I've been able to say that without clearing my throat and having a stuffy nose. Feel good today. Feel good. Well, you'll feel good if you get some register sausage up in you. The andouille. <laughs> the andouille is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people say andouille. Yeah, they but do. But not us. No. Not the headliners. Not we say we andouille. Uh, but if you go to registermeats.com, which is the website, they will have it delivered fresh to you. If not... You, if you live in the southeast, you don't have to go through all that. Go to your local grocery store. Most of them, Publix's, a lot of Walmart's, a lot of different stores carry Publix's. Them. Is. Publix's. Is that, is that how you do I roll with it? Do. I, yeah. We don't just say at the Publix. Well, yeah, meaning that'd be. Multiple, I don't know. I don't know. We've never we've done it before. Publix's. But uh, if they don't have it though, you know the deal. Go to your meat manager. Maybe you throw a little sit down protest. Whatever you got to do to because it's not just for you. Here's the thing about asking for more registers at your local grocery store. It's not just for you. It's for your fellow man. Like you're doing something good for society. You're serving the community for which you live, in, in which you live. Yeah, yeah, and you're just asking for some help. Mm. Uh, so if would, it, d- would it be too much to ask um, the fine folks that listen and, and go to their meat manager to record the conversation on video yeah. and then everybody send does it to these us? days? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I want to. I want a viral video of a guy just losing his mind because he doesn't have registered sausage. <laughs> that, is that too much to ask? I, you might be pushing a little bit. I don't think that's on brand either. I feel like the uh, fine folks that eat registered sausage are rational. Yeah. They don't elevate immediately to meltdowns on camera, but rather stern conversations like men eye to eye. At, l- at least on your first trip. Right. Now, if we keep yeah, yeah. neglecting the folks of that mm. community and not providing the sausage that was asked for, then you may have a breakdown. But I think initially, lose have a, yeah, I think just initially you have a conversation. Can we do the right thing? It, Wherever it, that may be. It worked in St. Augustine. Mm. Publix responded. They got in there and you can do it too. And if you're outside the Southeast, go to uh, registermeats.com and have it delivered. I saw it in St. Augustine. I just got back this afternoon, this morning, just before the show. And I was over there and I, we went into Publix because when don't you need to go to Publix when, wherever you're visiting that city? And I saw it. So there you go. There's proof positive. It worked. See, you know what uh, he was doing in St. Augustine, Corey? Uh, a concert. That's right. Who are you seeing? Fugazi? No, I saw who, who the was ki- on the bill. I saw the Killers. Oh, okay. That's nice. Were yeah. they good? They were great. They were great. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. Brought the whole family. We had a good time. So it was nice. it was it was nice. That's fun. Yeah, got up this morning, drove out. A little rugged the night after a concert to get up the next day, gather your stuff, get back here. But I I feel like I could not miss Seminole headlines. Could not miss getting back in the mm. chair ready to roll. The Killers are a unique band in the sense that, like, everybody over. can listen to yeah, them. Like, kind of likes the my kids listen to them. Your kids yeah, listen to them. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Corey, Corey, they're hard enough for yeah. Corey. Yeah, man, I listen to them. I, yeah. I love the Killers. I've seen them twice. Yeah, so there you go. There you go. So uh, they were very, very good. It, was, it all went well. 
And I, I feel like I've missed a lot. I've been gone since Friday morning, left early. I, I did, did anything big happen over the weekend? I feel like the baseball team won some games, which never they, happens. That was big. I missed all that. I know the softball team won against Louisville. Well, anything else big happened? Did, we get, did the receivers say, yeah, I'm coming to Tallahassee after the big weekend visit? That has not happened. Damn it, man. I was hoping that you were going to say he did. You want Jeff. him more than the safety? I just like him. I think he's an exciting well, I mean, he prospect. I think like I think they solidify an already great offense. I think everybody I think. likes him, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. the safety might be a little bit more important. Yeah, Key, the kid from UAB. How 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 are we doing with that? You guys giving me the update on that as we start the show? Uh, well, actually, he's still on his official visit to Alabama, which Ooh. you know people weren't thrilled about. Mm. Like when he wrapped up the visit on Sunday, I think a lot of people were hoping hometown kid played for Corey Fuller in high school. He's going to come on his official visit and just – Close everything down. Did we know Alabama specifically? Were we, we knew we knew they were in the running. They were one of his final schools. Them and out Ole Miss. And he had mentioned earlier Oregon and Ohio State, but he's now canceled those. He kind of felt like that was irrelevant. It was just kind of like, hey, you yeah. know, I'll entertain offers. Mm-hmm. I've been playing sure. at UAB for four years. I'll take I'll take offers yeah. from Oregon and Ohio State. Maybe take those visits. But I think a lot of people were hoping he would shut it down. He had already been to Alabama, and I think some people thought, uh, maybe myself included, thought that might have been an official visit. It was not. It was just he went by to see it because he was already at USC. Feels like he's really excited about Alabama. Well, you know, you Alabama, <laughs> Alabama can make make it interesting. They can make it worth your while. So yeah. we'll we'll see how that goes. He's there's uh, no way though that Alabama needs him more than Florida State. I don't though, know right, if that's Ira? true, I, man. I don't know if that's true. Their they, defense was terrible last year, and they year lost their top three safeties. I think. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got I studs guess. behind them, um, but yeah, I mean. I'm, and he's an impressive dude. I mean, like he's an impressive player. It's sixty tackles last year. Uh, he, I think he might be a little bit of a late bloomer. He wasn't all that coming out of high school, but he has certainly developed into a really nice. Well, player. you know what this sounds like at the start of the show. It sounds like we're getting neither the wide receiver nor the safety that we were hoping to get. That's well, just a feel I'm getting from Ira and Corey as we start today's show. It feels like they're not coming here. We don't know. I guess the difference here, and this is what's like this. This, this is like a new. Uh, pond that Florida State's fishing in, mm, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, like in the first couple of years in the portal, they did so much of their work in the fall because they would get those players to come in in January. And that is such a huge pool of talent of players who are going in the portal in December. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Florida State was able to identify guys, get on guys, make it happen. The spring window, this new window is different. There's not as many players. And yeah, the players sure. are in there in much higher demand. So now you got to go head-to-head with some schools that will make it challenging. Well, and Florida State is at a place now where they can be a little bit more choosy, not just say, you know, right. they needed 15 guys right. previously. Now they need two. You know, it's kind of like, well, Keon Coleman is it a, an established, nearly 800-yard receiver, uh, did so with a sorry quarterback at Michigan State. Think what he would do with Jordan Travis. Then, you know, you look at Key, we talk about what he is and the need for safety here at Florida State. Those are the guys they're going after instead of just guys further down the pecking or, order. Yeah, depth pieces. They're depth pieces, right. Yeah, they're looking for starters and plug-and-play guys that could uh, – well, and, and you know what makes it difficult, I think, for all of us following this and covering this, and, and if you're a Florida State fan, you really do realize that, you know, preseason this is a top-10 team, top-12 team, certainly. You're probably, if that's the case – two or three guys away from being a, a playoff contender. You know, you're, you're you're a player here or there away from solidifying a, a lineup that you feel like could not just win the conference but go to the college football playoffs. So you hold your breath if whether or not you can get those two pieces. I just – what if they don't get uh, key mm-hmm. and safety? What, what do you do? I mean, you can't – Grad transfers, I, I, um, you, you, got, you still have time to do something you, coming into the fall. 
Yeah, I mean he's, but he's their guy, right? I don't know if there are other safeties that are even planning on coming here or, or they, visiting they, here. They do have a. I know they're in it with a junior college safety uh, that they're looking at um, is an option as well. And then, yeah, I mean it, it may be, it may be if, if a grad transfer enters. I mean that's mm-hmm. the you know the other part yeah. that that could still happen. Um, and then you know when you talked to Norvell the other day, like didn't he right away mention Quindarius and you know, you know some of those guys that maybe could could help out as well. So, I mean, I think there well, are he, some options. I think Jalen Key would be the perfect solution, although I do kind of wonder how Akeem Dent would feel about it. But, but yeah, it would be uh I don't care how he feels about it. At all. Yeah, not really. But what if he bounces? Uh, he, can, he can bounce. Um, I, I, I'm not all that concerned. Then, <laughs> then you're back to two. Uh, well, you're back to square one. Yeah, I mean, your square one might be better because yeah. Key might be better than Dent. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a bet one that he is. You, you have no depth. Like you have nothing but true freshmen behind these guys. Whereas I think if you got a junior college guy, and I mean, it would be awesome if they got Key, and and they could. I mean, he's a local kid. I'm sure he and his he would love to play in front of his hometown family. And I mean, his family's over in Quincy. In Quincy, mm-hmm. but I I was combining Gadsden and Quincy together. I was wondering where you're going with that. I don't know if anybody's. I ever thought it might be one of these little country Quincy. towns I didn't know about. Quincy, <laughs> he's <laughs> over in Quincy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure they would all like him to stay here or be here. Um, so it's certainly a possibility, but I mean, it's hard to turn to Alabama, man. Oh, I mean, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Be a man. Be your own man. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, Jalen, right? Jalen's his first name. It is. Mm-hmm. Come on, Jalen. Be your own man. There's been so many guys in the last 15 years that have gone to Alabama. I want to go to Alabama and win games and get drafted. Go somewhere else. <laughs> go to a place that only had one well, player be, drafted. Be the next Jalen this past year. And by the way, yeah. If you come to this place known as Florida State. You too will win a lot of games and get drafted. Yep. I mean, this next exactly right. this next draft is going to be a good one for Florida State. Moreover, they're going to win a lot of games this year. I mean, even if they don't get this safety, even if they don't get the receiver, they're going to win a ton of games this year. I just I, I could continue to raise the bar on expectations and talk about how close they are. That doesn't mean that if they don't get those guys, they're going to fall back into some six and six campaign. That, that's you. That's that's like the biggest thing. And I I think I said something along the same lines last night in the Smash was that you know it's it's. Yes, you want those guys, and and we're we've come to expect Florida State and Mike Norvell to just kill it in the portal and get what they want because that's what they've done. But this is kind of a different territory now. You're you're going up against bigger competition for more uh, limited resources. Yeah, and you know you're trying to find somebody that fits into a perfect window. That's going to be tougher. And if it doesn't, if it happens, fantastic. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't. You still have that same team that was picked what number three in the ESPN power rankings just last week. That, that's not predicated on getting these two guys. It's not. And I, I think the whole thing is that now we're greedy. I mean, right. let's be honest. Florida State's reached a place where it's acceptable to kind of get greedy. Now, there may be a contingent of this fan base that's like, slow your roll, guys. I mean, we won 10 games last year. That was awesome. But it's the first time we've been relevant in years. I don't expect them to compete for a national championship, which is what you're doing if you make the college football playoff. You're that close. I just, I just hope they take the step to win the conference. Well, if you're one of those people, if you fall under that umbrella, the team is currently constructed with zero additions. Could win the ACC next year. Yeah. In fact, might I'm be, inclined to think. Yeah, I'm inclined to think that they will, as they're currently constructed. Does this team have weaknesses? Are there areas where you're lacking some depth? As Corey alluded to, sure. Some areas where you'd like a little bit more proven experience and talent, sure. I think that's most teams that are not at a national championship level. But now we're here. We're knocking on the door, and I'm greedy. I'm ready to compete for a national championship. I don't want to wait around. There's not a need for another year. Get that guy. Get that guy. Go get that guy. And let's go. Let's get to going. 
They need you in yeah, the meeting. You either care or you don't. You either care or you don't, Battle's End. You either, you either get these guys on campus or you just don't care anymore. But that's, uh, you know, again, I think this this process is interesting because the NIL, I'm sure, will be big, a big part of it. But it's not only it's not the only part. No. I mean, if you go to Alabama, you know, the, the nice thing about – like one of the things I think Mike Norvell and this staff can sell and sell incredibly well is what they've done with transfer guys, right? You know, from Jermaine Johnson to, I mean, a guy after guy after guy over yeah, the last yeah. two years that have come in. You know, Johnny Wilson had done nothing before he came to Florida State. Trey Benson had done nothing before he came to Florida State. There are a number of guys you can point to to say, if you come to Florida State as Dylan a transfer, Gibbons. we'll get you. Dylan yeah, Gibbons Dylan Gibbons sat the nothing. bench for four years, was a two-time star, first team all ACC. It's case, Justin, I mean, case after case after case. So that's what you sell. But when you're going up against Alabama – I mean, you don't, you know, that, that, that that's a it's tall not, task. It's not a big check in your box anymore, is all I'm saying. It's, you're now in the waters of you're you trying to, to out recruit Alabama and yeah. Georgia and Ohio State in schools like that. You're, you're going to be competing in the next, in the foreseeable future for Florida State if they're going to stay consistently elite. Well, good Lord, we know about the mighty SEC, but it's about to be even more mighty with Texas and Oklahoma coming into the fold. You're going to be recruiting against Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee's back to being good. And then you've got, you know, Clemson in your own conference, maybe Miami. I don't know if I shouldn't include them on that list, but certainly in-state they recruit. And I, I, it's it's going to be interesting. You have to find a way to differentiate yourself, and truly the only way that happens is to continue to win a lot of football games. Well, and, and it, with high school recruiting and also in the early portal when there's so many players involved, like you're gonna get you're gonna get yours, but I just this is like a this is a difficult window where there's just only a few there's a finite number of players that can help a, a lot of teams that are there's going to be intense competition. So you know with key you'd like to hope that Florida State because they're the hometown team has an advantage, um, but and maybe we'll know in the next day or two. He's on his visit right now, and we'll see how it goes. We uh, but you know you do have to have a backup plan in case he doesn't commit. I just don't think you can go into it with two true freshmen on your two deep. At a, at a position like safety. So I don't know if the backup plan is obviously you're keeping your eye out. You're keeping your antenna up for uh, other people that enter that are grad transfers or other guys in the portal that need a place to land, but also um, maybe a position change. Yeah. And they've got a lot of corner. You got a lot of cornerbacks yeah. and they've offered a Juco safety. That'll be an option. And then, like you said, yeah, I think position changes and I'm not against that. You know, I mean, they've got a lot of, like you said, they have a lot of corners. Uh, I don't see why, now I know nobody, no corners that think they can play yeah, in the NFL corner. They're not pumped about lining up yeah, to play safety. Yeah, yeah. If they did, Amari Cooper would probably still be here, not on his way to Boulder. But, but that's the reality. Is it might be a one-year thing, and it doesn't hurt you. I don't think as a player to have played multiple positions. No, what about I, Brian Courtney. What about Brian Courtney? No, that's a linebacker, Corey. You know better okay. than that. He's a linebacker. Take a little weight off and make him a safety. Well, that move is coming any day now, and God help you guys <laughs> sure. when it does. How about Deuce Span, yeah. a little six-four safety for that? Wow. Guy. Now, now all the athleticism, all the yeah. speed. You know what something about AJ I don't? Duffy? Oh, okay. I was gonna say <laughs> AJ Duffy. AJ Duffy will hit you a little bit. Corey's already move. inferred and in, 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 I think intimated numerous times that Duffy has zero chance of ever starting here at quarterback. So go <laughs> ahead and it. move him to safety. Let's go. Be Dexter Jackson. Be the next Let's Dexter go. Jackson. Let's go. headlines. Ninety-three-three. Real Talk Radio. Warchant TV. We continue in just a moment. Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash Warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Major League Baseball is finally back in full swing. My bookie is going to be your one-stop shop for all your betting needs with a wide range of betting options, including money lines, run totals, and futures. My bookie gives you plenty of ways to bet on your favorite teams and players. You can also take advantage of brand new My Bookie's Money Bag, which gives you the chance to secure a bet on your favorite team or player at insanely boosted odds. Sign up today at My Bookie. Use promo code WARCHANT to secure a first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. It's simple. Deposit $200, play with $300 instantly. Just use promo code WARCHANT to claim your bonus. So if you're a baseball fan looking to add even more excitement to the new season, look no further than my bookie. Sign up now and get ready to experience the thrill of baseball betting like never before. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Corey, did you bet Ira during the Baltimore-Atlanta series, and did you take home the money given that Atlanta won said series. No, I had, on Sunday I had the Orioles plus one and a half runs. Did you? And so I won. <laughs> Once I it went to extra innings, I felt pretty good about things. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's it's nice to know that, yeah, you're just going to give up that one run. You're in good shape. You fun. had fun, though. We had a great time. We had a great time until that winning run. But, yeah, no. The best a, part awesome. was there were probably, for a 40,000-seat stadium, I would guess there were 5,000 Orioles fans there. I don't know how often Baltimore has we, played in Atlanta. But we rolled there deep, was a baby. good show. Maybe not 5,000, but a good showing of Baltimore fans. Yeah, man, when they, in when Ira, they, when they played I the have five seats. It, shut up, Ira. Let me talk. I had, we had five seats, and Ira uh, happened to sit in the seat that I have that happened to be right next to this very loud My Orioles guy, Robert. Fan. My guy, Robert. Robert was into it. But he was one of those guys that the, when the visiting team comes to town that'll go, let's go O's, one of those annoying guys. And Ira would join with him a little bit, but not full full throat. Yeah. I was with him. And it well, just was funny because everybody thought Ira was with him. Everybody yeah. thought, oh, look at these two yahoos. <laughs> these two Yahoo Orioles fans that keep celebrating every time the Orioles strike somebody out. And it was just funny because he was not – he was not really on Ira's wavelength as a fan. He was a little more animated than Ira would be, but Ira was uh, guilty by association. And they guy. both lost. Last time I was in that stadium, the Pirates hit a three-run homer in the first against the Braves, followed it up with a two-run homer in the second inning, led five to nothing, and promptly gave up a seven-run eighth. <laughs> and uh, and and fell in uh, glorious fashion. It was a tough day. Tough day at the ballpark. Yeah. Nice, nice. I love that stadium. Um, tough times. And then we uh, went back home and lost to the Rays last night. So it's 
It's been a three game Every- losing streak. It'll hurt your feelings a little bit. Every- when you're, tough when you're teams, rolling, tough teams, Ira. At the era, at the uh, in the uh, atmosphere that we're in these days. Well, I'll tell you, you go to you go to Atlanta, and then you got to play the Rays afterwards. That's a tough run. That's a tough stretch. Got Rays. Yeah, yeah. It, it gets, that's a tough stretch there. Everybody loses to the Rays, apparently. That's yeah. just my goodness gracious. Just continue. They twenty eight and six or twenty nine so, and six. So, something really, really cool to watch. Good grief! I, as somebody who grew up there when they were begging to get a team, it is remarkable to watch the way that yeah. organization operates with no money. Kevin Cash. I feel like you should have maybe switched loyalties 25 years ago. Well, You'd they're be a happier they're, person. They're an American League team, and uh, I do root for them as my other squad. Uh, my dream is to see the Pirates and the Rays play each other in the World Series. Uh, You're never going to see that. I did see two first-place teams face one another in St. Pete just last week. Uh, and, of course, the Rays swept the Pirates. <laughs> they didn't have to do all that. But, yeah. you know, but it, <laughs> they did. I, I said a snapshot in time that I never thought I'd see is just that series alone. Pirates raised. And so that was really, really nice. But uh, that's a long year. It's a long year. Speaking of baseball, Noel's got a big sweep. Over Let's Mercer. Go. Over yes. Mercer. Hey, right? hey, that's you're not discounting any, but they have a, Mercer has a winning record. Yep. You're right. I'm not discounting any victory for Florida State baseball. I know that when we get to Seminole, uh, when we get to headliner questions, I should say, there are some folks asking who it is on this team during this godforsaken season that uh, Link would like to keep? Which players would we think that uh, he'd be happy to have during next year's winning campaign right. of baseball? Not this nonsense we've seen out here today where we're vetting the roster. There are some guys. There are. <clears throat> yeah. Oh. There's three hitters for sure. No, four, because I would put Ross in that. For sure. As a guy, he really likes him as a leadoff hitter. I do too. And then obviously Ferrer, Tibbs, and, uh, and Cam Smith. I think Tibbs is eligible to ride. He is. Yeah, we're done. He's gone. Hey, oh, no, no, mean, no. It doesn't mean he, want, well, he is might he, is love he college baseball. Oh, uh, okay. He might, he might love college he, baseball. He, he's going pro. Gotcha. <laughs> he's, I'm he's just saying, really he, good he would like him. To, yeah. He would like him to stay. That's yeah. all, all I'm saying. And then uh, Ballmeister, Whitaker, we're Armstrong. Answer, we're, we're, we're answering the question well in advance. We didn't, I didn't need you to answer it. it just, the person oh, just wanted to know, would there be some players? And I think there is. I think we can... Bet the raw. There are there are a few nice players, um, but and then there's an awful lot of time to move it along. Time to take. It I got to write road. a uh, I got to write a fun story on Sunday night, Jeff, about um, because we did ask Link about you know they still are alive for the ACC tournament. Hey, and if you if you make it in there, all your dreams are still on the table. Yeah, it's but this there. isn't like basketball. Like if you win the ACC tournament, you don't get an automatic bid to the yeah. postseason. Yeah, you do. You yeah. do. Yeah. In baseball. Yeah. Are we yep. sure? That, should, that sure. rule yeah, should just, never exist. That's ridiculous. Uh, a truncated tournament like the ACC, where it's silly the way it's operated to begin with, only sees teams that are terrible, caring deeply. Nobody should but be that, able to that run through the, in the basketball. I know too. it's it's much tougher. I think it's in how Florida and it's how FAMU gets into a tournament or Savannah State gets into a tournament. They win their conference tournament. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting. So. So, but the point was is so Florida State's got six ACC wins. They're in last place. They're 14th out of 14. There are three teams with nine ACC wins, and then there's one with 10. So they could theoretically catch all those teams. All they have to do is like beat Wake Forest two out of three and then go on the road and sweep Louisville. And so I had to write a story basically putting out their mathematical, uh, their mathematical chances that they are still alive. This is what would have to happen. But it's me writing it, and I always felt the need, and thank God Ira's my editor. I always also felt the need to be like, but get real. They're not – they've won six games all year. You They're not going to win five of so their last long, six. It's been so long since you just had to write a straight story. 
Yeah, oh, you could Well, not only it. that, but a story like this where I can feel people's eyes rolling yeah, as yeah. I lay out the scenario yeah, yeah, where man. the worst team in school but, hits. But sometimes every, we just need you to yeah, write the everybody's story. Everybody goes not, on a run. Everybody's not the realist that you are, Corey Clark. Some people, <laughs> well, I know. Some people like but, to think there's possibilities, that there might be something at the end of that rainbow. Uh, hmm. They're not all beaten down like Corey Clark, Atlanta fans. I, well, I've been beaten down. I will say, I think there's plenty of beaten down Florida State baseball fans this year. I mean, you'd have to be one hell of an optimist to believe that well, some I mean, sort of people, turning to the corner is going to happen. I think people can make their own conclusions. Yeah, and you that, want okay, them to be able to do yeah. that. Yeah. Is it likely that they're going to win five of six against what Louisville and Wake? Who's the other team they got to play? Just Louisville. And, they play Wake Forest this weekend. Yeah, Louisville Wake Forest weekend, is number two in the country mm-hmm. in Louisville. Is it likely that they're going to win five of six of those games? The doesn't feel like it. Doesn't feel likely. But I think the reader can figure that out on their own without Corey beating them over the head with it. So all that got well, cut I w- out. Yeah, I know, but I just I, it's hard to write that. It's hard to write like, hey, hey, if they just get to eleven wins in the ACC, they got a real chance. Hey, and it's did like, you, did you, you not know, write? I've got that devil on my shoulder, being like. Dummy, they're not going to get to nine. They're not going to get eight wins. Did you what not are you ri- talking about? Did you not write any stories from 2017 to 2020 about in the or 21 about this football team? Like, I mean, not about making the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> I, we don't talk about I the wrote about Bowl. them trying to win the next week. We wrote about I didn't write about bo- the Florida State basketball team going on a run in Brooklyn well, hey. and winning the ACC tournament. Hey. One, ma- one magic weekend in Greensboro. <laughs> That's all it takes, gang. If they can just get to Durham. <laughs> Think that, of what would have to happen for this FSU baseball team to get to Durham. Literally, they'd have to win two two series, two ACC series. I don't think they've won one in two months. They'd have to beat the number two team in the country. If they got to Durham somehow and snuck in as like the 13 or 14 seed. Look out. Maybe there would be a little magic. <laughs> look got out. nothing to lose. You know, as we're going to player empowerment, maybe the NCAA should look at when the new semester starts mm. in the summer, summer school. Mm-hmm. Bring in players. Bring in new players. Yeah, anybody. Like Please. like after the trade dead like the trade Let's deadline go. before the playoffs. Bring them all. Lincoln go out and get about four or five transfers. Seven, solidify eight, that line. Nine, whatever you 12, need. Twelve, thirteen transfers. Yeah. And they haven't been there all year, but man, they're ready now for the uh, postseason. You know, baseball. Also, and I'm not trying to jinx it, but the way things are looking in college athletics now, who knows what baseball teams will be eligible with all their <laughs> players gambling. So maybe yeah. maybe so many teams get run from that that they have to take Florida State as an NCAA invite. The Alabama situation is crazy. I I that coach Bohannon, it makes zero sense. Is to it me. is it possible he didn't know the guy was going to go bet? Like, is it possible he's just talking to his guy, his buddy? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I, I don't. I just saw so. the early reports where they said he was on the phone with him when he was at the casino. Yeah, multiple times he's on the phone with him. Wow. <laughs> all right. Yeah, but you don't know where your buddy is all the time if no, he's in a casino or not. not. You can't yeah. hear those slots. And it's just strange. Your buddy's asking you about players that will start or not start oh. repeatedly. Mainly the starting pitcher. Yeah, and that the starting pitcher suddenly has back stiffness and a guy that hasn't started a game since early March is taking his place against LSU. For the weekend <laughs> And how about the what? fact that they closed it to like two runs? I know. Yeah. The guys you that shouldn't ha- be allowed to gamble on college baseball anyway. That's just stupid. But how what what kind of friend sets them up like that? How like how did they find out that he was talking to his buddy about Well, the good thing is that the, the regulatory bodies that follow bets that come in uh usually raise a red flag when they see, you know, somebody trying to bet fifty grand on a college yeah. baseball yeah. game. That, like, that's exactly oh, that's what odd. Happened. Yeah. yeah, that's how is that all, what it was? It was yeah. that big a bet? Almost all sports betting scandals, that's how they get busted is when somebody when they see irregular betting patterns, either a certain amount of money is bet, it's a large amount, or like medium-sized bets at a lot of casinos in Vegas. Like if somebody goes yeah. to like it goes, every casino and places like pretty good-sized bets, they this is all tracked, and then they'll set off an alarm. 
any kind of scandal is usually caught by the bookmakers because they don't want people. It's it's why like you that. want legalized gambling. It's because it's regulated, right. and therefore, I mean, they're going to watch very closely because the integrity of those bets matter. This guy it tried to place a low five figure bet early on, or oh. high five figure bet originally on that first game. They said no because people don't realize they if they're limits. not experienced gamblers that there are limits. I mean, you can't just walk in. Let's say in Vegas, this was in Cincinnati. But you can't just walk into a gambling place and say, I want to bet $2 million on tomorrow's baseball. They're going to say, no, no, you can't. We're not, we're not taking Yeah, that. we're not taking your bet. There are limits. But the first thing he did was try to make a, a, a substantial bet. That book said, no, no, we don't take $50,000 bets on college baseball series. And then he said, okay, well, I want to make, this is alleged, somewhere between ten dollars and $25,000 is what he tried to lay down when they said no to the big bet. They said, all right, but we're going to immediately change the odds. So they took the the first bet and then changed the odds crazy against him. And he wanted to make another bet. And yeah. they're like, okay, look, sir, you can walk across the street and get way better odds than we're giving you right now. Why? You know, They knew then that this is nuts. And then they started, I don't know, this is the part I don't know, how they monitored his calling. I mean, imagine how many cameras are in there. I, I guess. And but if it was on they, FaceTime or something, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's nuts. They zero in and like, hey, that's a head baseball coach in Alabama. I mean, that's just, <laughs> it's just strange. And what was Bohannon doing? It's, I mean, that guy was making over 400 grand a year. Not and, anymore. Well, no, he's done and for life. His career's over. He'll never get another job. Maybe be a scout or something. But yeah, I mean, but, and I, I'm torn on this a little bit because I have a feeling that, I mean, this could just completely explode because, I mean, the young people we know and, like, you know, we've got some young people on the staff as interns and staff members, and there's, you know, you get, you're you around college. When you cover college football, you're around young people. And, uh, man, they all bet. I yeah. mean, all yeah. those kids bet. It's such a part of their culture now. It's not like when I was when I was in college at UF and they had their scandal, Kerwin Bell and those guys. Or not Kerwin. Yeah, it was, it was uh, Shane Matthews. Mm-hmm. And those guys got busted uh, for betting on games. It was five guys. It was a huge deal, and they had like they had to they had to find a bookie, and it was like it oh was, sure yeah it was the old way of betting. But now, man, these kids are all on Fanduels and all these sites. So Fanduel and those sites, though, a lot of the times, what you see these kids betting on, I agree with you, Ira. It's it's part of the the the, the culture, culture now. Um, those are what are called like so. If you look at my DraftKings app here, these, these are fantasy bets, meaning I can bet like golf lineups right. this week, right? That's not the same as a, a bet that you make, you know. I'm an NFL the, game. Yeah, the yeah. Cowboys. Yeah, give the Celtics yeah, and the under. Yeah, yeah, or something yeah. Like yeah. That. That's yeah. that's a very different thing. I think most college kids do what I just described. I think they do a lot of. But both, they but. but they can only do as much as their parents' money will give them the opportunity to do. Unless um, they're athletes with NIL. Yeah, and then they'll get caught and they ruin their careers. And if they're athletes good enough to get a substantial NIL, they a don't need to bet to win ten thousand dollars, and two they're trying to go pro, and that's a good way to never work. Yeah, remember there's to, yeah, but there's a lot of like. Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley. There's plenty of athletes that have bet and gotten into trouble as pro athletes. I guess the thing to me is like it really. If you're a college administrator right now, you better be ahead of this in terms of training and and. Uh, you got to you got to certainly educate. It has always been against the rules to to, yeah. to gamble. I like that it's above board now. Uh, that you have to go through legal channels and that it is regulated and that people can instead of the yeah. under the table stuff that never got caught most of the time from bookies, and then you had people, you know, borrowing money and getting their knees broken and all kinds of issues. Um, you know, now now it's 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 hard for a college kid to do it substantially and get and, and not get caught. Uh, you know, you're just you're risking your entire career. It's it's nuts. Especially if you uh, – I mean, look, and I'm not saying they should or shouldn't, but I bet you could get the Knowles 
baseball team, you could get some pretty serious odds of them getting a Durham. Like, they get two out of three this weekend. That's big money. I'm just saying nobody's expecting the Knowles to beat Wake Forest two out of three. Corey, go into a casino and see what you can get uh, on the Knowles to run the ACC. I'll be honest. I didn't even know you could bet on college baseball. You can bet on on college softball. Yeah, you, you can bet, bet on softball. Yeah, I'm sure you can. Yeah. But any All of right. that stuff, though, to the point, is low limits. Usually, there's yeah, there's very be low, low limits. limits yeah, like I mean, last it was during during COVID, I think they uncovered a huge uh, scandal with it was like Russian ping pong gambling. So it was, you can gamble on anything. I remember reading this. The guys were just throwing games of ping pong, and people were betting huge sums of money, and it raised the red flag. People, why is everybody betting on these Russian ping pong players? And it came to light. But yeah, so Corey, to the point, if you can bet on ping pong, my man. I feel like you can bet on pretty much anything. By the way, we call it table tennis. It has, the, the three times that you said ping pong, where did that name come from? Is that maybe racially insensitive? Oh, I don't know. Ping pong, why do you, why where did it there? come from? Where did it come from? I don't know. We could find out during the break. I'm going to look it up. You're I don't know why they it call it Now that you presented it, yeah. Uh, I don't... By the way, uh, and before we go to break, uh, you know, I, I don't understand. This is a This is a free-flowing hour. How, if you're a 70-year-old head basketball coach that's done so much media in your life, yeah. you do what Huggy Bear did? Does he not know? He, I mean, he, Yeah, he they were on a live point? interview. That When I saw it initially on Twitter, I'm like, oh, this is a recorded conversation. I thought, like, uh, I thought it was a recorded like, conversation. Like Polini talking smack about the Nebraska fans that the engineer just saved the audio. Or Jeff saving audio from Jimbo. Yeah, maybe he didn't um, know it was on the air yet in – or he thought maybe they were talking before they were going on the air or something. Oh, Who knows? I, I thought it was straight up. It sounded like a regular just conversation you'd have on the radio. No, he was asked a question by a caller. So he, he uh, you would think he should have known. Um, it is uh, troubling to say the least. It doesn't feel like something he can survive. I, I wouldn't think so. I, I wouldn't think I wouldn't that think would be so. something that you could survive. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Corey, did you get to the bottom of it? Because we need to move on. We're not going to continue with your... <laughs> I completely forgot. I was texting uh, Shanna about something. That's fine. Gosh <laughs> darn it. Who would, Y'all talk. Who would... Who would, who would no, let's, no let's we, already, we already who investigated would, for you, Corey. It's not... It's who, not, okay. Yeah. Who would win in a, a round robin tournament? Of I used to table be really. I don't know anymore since my eyesight has gone south. I have to wear these things most days. I used to be really, really good. If you use the force, you don't even need to see. That's right. Guys, just, just have feel a feel just for know, where it's let going. The, let the force back. tell you. Where I the think ball you'd is be go. really good. You've got very good eye hand coordination. A lot of people don't know that about Ira, but he does. And a lot of people don't. They ask. They wonder. But you do. You have good eye hand coordination, and I would think that you would be good. At ping pong, table Corey, tennis, whatever time? you. When's the last time you played table tennis, Corey? It's been about 25 years, what? but I did play a good bit. I played a good bit with my buddies, even in Back my in early day. 20s and yeah. late teens. And so I feel like I was pretty good, too. Mm. I feel like it'd be a, it'd be maybe the most even competition of the three of us. It'd be a fun. Athletic we ought to do it sometime for, for giggles, man. It'll be a good time. You know well, who I'm would, not giggling. You I'm know, there to win. I think, I you know, know who would whip all of our asses, though? Who? Brad Johnson. I believe that. He's a freak. He has a belt. He has a contest. He invites his friends into town. They spend the weekend. That doesn't surprise me. Getting after it. How competitive do you, Brad Johnson may be the most competitive human being in the world. Those TikTok videos he does, or those yeah, oh, yeah, videos yeah, yeah. of his like yeah. trick shots. He spends talking to some inside sources that like he'll spend like an hour or longer working on those trick shots every day just for his own like 
just wants to edify- his own edification. He just wants to show yeah. he can do this trick, and they're nuts. It's weird. I've gotten to know Brad pretty well over the years, and I wouldn't say we hang out, but I know him well enough to I could call him right. and just talk to him. And I don't bother him much because everybody wants to talk to him about, especially when his son, his right. sons were playing football and, and or Considering are playing football, State. yeah, and all that. But one of the times that I had him on the show, the old show at ESPN, Tom called him to get him ready to go on the board, right? And Brad Brad wanted to talk to me before the interview. So we start talking, and he goes, hey, man, I had a chance to go into Rupp Arena and shoot threes the other day. And I was like, that's pretty cool. He goes, yeah, I ended up challenging some of the players, and I beat two of their starters. He was talking about beating them shooting threes. Yeah, he's apparently a lights-out shooter. Well, he is a lights-out shooter, and he did play college basketball at Florida State. So he can shoot, really shoot. And he said, you know, it was fun. He's like, I wish I had the knees to really still play because he's still so beat up. But he was talking about that competition and how he still thirsts for that competition. And it really makes you realize the extent of how competitive he is and why he lasted in the league forever and a day. Like my man having a ping pong tournament with his buddies in which he built a wrestling style belt and they take it very seriously who gets to wear it. There's pictures of him online holding up the belt, like still champ. I mean, that is some serious table tennis, my man. That they're getting after it. I don't know that we he would treat. Uh, yeah. I don't think he gets a lot of credit for being one of the better two sport athletes in Florida State history. And the reason I say that is because I forgot. I looked up his basketball stats, and they're not overwhelming. But in the year that Florida State got knocked off by like Middle Tennessee State in the first round of the NCAA tournament, so this was an NCAA tournament team. It was. It might have been George McLeod's last year. Mm. Brad Johnson started in that game or started on that team, and in some games he played like 33 minutes. Yeah. Like, he, I always thought he was like the ninth player on the team. Like, he, he played four minutes a game. But he was a genuine starter on an NCAA tournament basketball team and a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. That's crazy. But it's Florida State, and I don't know, where is he, eighth on the list, 12th? I mean, there's been so many great two-sport athletes, it's hard to even know. I had to fight to try to even get on the field at Florida State. So, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, he was in a quarterback battle all the time that he was here. And, and, and then, you know, like you said, he went over to NFL Europe and did all that other stuff. He ends up having a great career of not only winning a Super Bowl, but, Corey, if you recall, that year he had in Washington, he was a pro bowler. I mean, he threw for over 4,000 yeah. yards at a time where people didn't do that. You know, my man was really good. Um, and now he gets his fix with uh, TikTok videos. But you know what? It's interesting. When you think about former Florida State players and where they rank and what, you know, their careers post their playing days and how you would have projected them, Brad has to be way the hell up there on the list of guys that exceeded anybody's expectation, to Corey's point. Uh, in terms of winning a Super Bowl, making a Pro Bowl, lasting for, what, 15 years in the league? You would have never looked at him as a quarterback here and just said, commiserate to his talent, what's this guy's career going to be in the NFL? That's insane. And then there have been, think of the countless guys that have come through here that were dominant players. And then you see that how hard it is just to spend three years in the league who didn't even make it, and they had way more success in college than he did. It, it certainly speaks to a stick and a toughness and a competitiveness that I, I think certainly makes sense when you look at, you know, the fact that he's still out Sounds here. Sounds like to- we need to get into that uh we need to get in that ping pong tournament though. The three of us. That's you what think, it sounds like. You like, like our me. chances? 
I mean, I'd like we could be early fodder. We could be fodder in the early rounds, like those tennis tournaments. Well, the qualifiers where, that get in there, and yeah, they get we're a qualifier the that gets in and just gets shelled. By the way, speaking of that, so when I was at my peak playing ping pong, oh, I yeah. told you it was twenty like something years ago. Peak. Yeah. Legendary peak. As you guys people recall, remember it. I mean, yeah. you guys knew about it before you even met me. It's like yeah. a five-year so run. I was like twenty or twenty. No, I was older than that. I was like 25, 26. But I thought I was awesome. Like I was like, man, I'm really good. And that just surprised. so happened, that the job I used us. to have. Uh, Jeff Francoeur and Brian McCann were rookies on the Braves team, but they were from Gwinnett, and that's where I used to work. So they let us come into their house for like a day in the life because they lived together at the time, even though they were with the Atlanta Braves. And they started playing ping pong just for like for a photographer to get photos of them doing something. And then it started to get competitive. And I'm like, oh my God. It always gets competitive. Incredible. And they, but also, they, this isn't even what they do. And the, I play probably two hours a week. These guys probably don't ever play. And they are they are crushing the ball back and forth at each other, and it was really disheartening. And then I remembered, oh yeah, they have the hand eye coordination to hit ninety five mile an hour fastballs. They can handle the translate. Ping pong. I'm glad yeah, you figured out the deductive reasoning it's, for Corey here is strong. That took that, a that a preternaturally great athlete whose eye hand coordination <laughs> yeah. allows them to play baseball at the highest level might translate to a little ping pong. <laughs> yeah, they get the <laughs> they, they hey, yeah they could get their they could get their wrist there in time. It hey, was weird. Hey Corey, I'm weird. gonna I'm gonna. I'll tell you something else. I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. A lot of uh, baseball players and hockey players really, really good at golf. Mm. 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 What's that about? It's a little bat-to-ball sport translation mm. there. Okay. It's a little amazing stick-to-puck. You know, it's, it's pretty crazy. Get them on a golf course. They seem to be able to play that pretty well, too. It's actually very frustrating. I, I've played with guys that are like, I've only played a few times, but so what are the rules? And then they're just <laughs> crushing balls. And you're like, good God, man. If you if you actually spend any time, you're going to be a scratch in no time. It's crazy. Florida State defensive backs, however, not great at golf. Not the ones we've come across. Not the, the guys uh, the that the tournament. Battles in brought out during the JCS slash War Chant Invitational this past year struggled. But I bet you, I bet you give those guys a month, it would look very, very different. They wouldn't be as good as me and Ira. No or, chance. Or uh, Steph Curry, for sure. Yeah, well, he's virtually – he's actually of all the former professional athletes, like John Smoltz and those guys and Glavin. Uh, it seems like every Braves pitcher was pretty much a scratch golfer. Yeah. Uh, but of all of the ex-guys, and that includes Jordan and everybody else, Steph's the best. He's he's freakish. The best or Al Del Greco. Yeah. Like, this guy's Al winning Del Colorado, yeah. yeah. I was going to say the best moment of the, ba- the baseball game, the Braves-Orioles game, I think, self-deprecating the best moment. Was early on, uh, Jerson, our buddy Jerson, mm-hmm. Corey's longtime, lifelong friend. Uh, he didn't, he didn't know he didn't know a lot about the Orioles. He's a Braves fan, but he doesn't watch the Orioles. So he was asking me about a couple of players, and uh, they hit a pretty sharp hit ground ball to our third baseman, Ramon Urias. And and uh, when he fielded it, he fielded it cleanly. It was a pretty hard to hit ball, and yeah. he fielded it clean. I go, yeah, he's a Gold Glover. And then he threw the ball about t- ten yards off the bag. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jerson's like, oh, he's a Gold Glover. We had a per- yeah, it's gold glove, not golden arm. Uh, we had a perfect angle too, where our seats were. It's like, man, that's not even close. The um, the number of errors that professionals make in all professional sports, it, it's actually more than most people would ever realize. You just don't watch them on a daily basis. Now you watch your boy Urias all the time, and that's a pretty rare mistake for him. But like when you go watch a professional golf tournament and you're in attendance. It's stunning to see how many times guys that aren't in contention that don't have their best stuff that week, you never see them on TV because they're not on camera. By the by, the, by day two, the networks know 
which guys are in contention. The numbers tell them that, but they've also watched the field. So they're like, oh, so-and-so's got it this week. They're in. You know, There's a group of about 25 guys at that point that are likely to have a chance to win the tournament. They pretty much stop covering all the other dudes. Those dudes will throw one straight into the woods like you and me. And they only know that if you're actually there live, just following somebody who's 25 strokes back. And you watch those guys. It makes you feel better, is right, my right. point. Like, if you thought that those guys don't make the kinds of mistakes we all make, they do. Just now, not, maybe not as bad not as Corey or Ira. Or, 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 right. I, you know, I don't, you guys made it sound like you didn't hit it real well the other day, but. Oh. I mean, not, 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 not great. real well. I would say not great. I wouldn't. I wouldn't characterize the way we hit it as really well. Depends on who was, uh, you know, really observing. You know, I think like we I have mean, a high standard, so we we expect more from ourselves. I think Keith was probably impressed. I think he was. I I think what's the the best thing about playing with Ira is literally every shot he hits afterward. As soon as he hits it, he goes, "Oh boy." <laughs> After every shot. Oh, boy. That's actually endearing. It's a sound of confidence. I know it is. It's like, oh, man, he was expecting something different. And it's an, oh, no, oh, boy. No. Oh, no, that's going no. that's going straight right. Hey, final thing uh, before we wrap the hour here and we get into headliner questions, which are, as always, forthcoming. I thought it was really cool, even though it's been a tough and trying time. I thought it was very cool to see all the four-state basketball in, uh, alum yeah. and, and NBA talent mm. come back and, and, and play. It's a It's a – it's a hell of a postcard. It's a cool thing. I, did, I don't know if it translates to anything, but let's cross our fingers. It's From a marketing standpoint, it's if, awesome. I was, if I was Leonard, I would have paid for all their tickets and said, hey, guys, why don't you guys come down for the weekend? I'm going to put you up in uh, the nicest place Tallahassee has to offer because it, it, was, it was a great reminder, and I think it was not just for the, the players who were there, but I think for the fans to remember that, man, this, this program isn't, hasn't been in a ditch. And a lot it wasn't of, that long ago. No, yeah. it wasn't that long ago at all. And I can tell you that several former players, uh, you know, care enough. I mean, I had a couple even reach out to me on Instagram and the like and say, like, How, how's it going? Is he, is he going to be all right? What's going on? You know, that kind of stuff. I think it's cool that they have fostered that. That culture does exist. It's why we root for that to get turned around, and you know, hopefully it will. I don't know what that would do for the weekend. But I know my son was one of many looking at right. it going, Dad, check it out. We, we left town on the wrong weekend. We could have been right. watching these guys. And it's it's a veritable who's who of uh, that group that won so many Except games. Except for uh, Matthew Cleveland, your leading scorer wasn't there. <laughs> Scotty, no. Bar- Scotty Barnes was probably the most impressive to me because, like, Terrence Mann spent four years here. Trent Forrest spent four years here. Some of those guys really were part of this program for a long time. Scotty Barnes was a one and done, wasn't here, and it was yeah. a COVID year, like Corey said before. It stinks that the fans didn't get to really that experience. He didn't get to experience the full tuck, and the fans oh, yeah, didn't yeah, get to experience what that was, him. Yeah. him um, but he was only here for a minute, and for him to come back, I think it's especially he may be the biggest star out of all of them. And you're reminded of how physically gifted he is. He's so huge to be that size at that age is is nuts. And it translated year one, obviously, which we all speculated about because he was able to accomplish all that without the ability to shoot a basketball. Mm. Can't shoot a lick, but It'll he will. Come. He It'll will come. dunk on you. It'll come, Scotty. Ira's frozen. We'll unfreeze Ira. As it's we a go good to frozen picture, though. It is. I like it. It's just somber. It's he's thinking. He's contemplating. Why would he be looking right at the camera? He's I think he's looking at Corey disappointedly. Oh, okay. I think it's another. Yeah. Uh, did he just do that look did on Iris? Say face? that again. I did think he that's just what say it is. Something else. Headliner questions forthcoming. Stay with. We'll be back in a moment. Yeah, it's 